Hello, and welcome to the Three Wheel Podcast. This is your host, Danny Ryan, and I have Tommy Ryan here with me. How's it going, Tommy? It's going well. Good morning, Danny. Good morning. How's uh, 2017 treating you? The Clemson Tigers are national champions <laughs> treating me well. Treating me real well. That's right. That's right. And uh, you mentioned earlier you got Austin socks on. Let me see them. There you go. Oh, alien some alien action. Well done. And what's that? A, it's a it's looks like a blood red moon. Yeah. Very nice. And I've got I've got some, I'm wearing some socks that I got for Christmas as well. Okay, a little plaid. A little plaid action. A little red and black. Don't call them UGA socks. I got them from Amy, so they are probably UGA themed. But that's uh, right. So let's talk. Let's pick up the conversation from last time. And we're talking about the three-wheel brand promise. And the first thing that we talked about was control. Everybody loves control. Always good to, to make sure that um, the client maintains control of the project as, as things progress. And uh, I thought it was a great conversation. This week, what I'd like to talk about is choice. Um, so we're on the second of the three C's here. And what we have on the for website, website copy is because we deliver working software every two weeks, we earn our clients business every two weeks. So that's um, maybe an interesting concept that sort of ties itself to Scrum, which is we have these two week sprints and we're delivering software every two weeks. Right, yeah, and, and, and that plays into the control aspect, but also um, as you look at choice, uh, allows us to reset commitments every two weeks um, within the framework of you know what the project is trying to accomplish. Now I remember from my Price Waterhouse days um, or Price Waterhouse Coopers, I guess it's called nowadays. Uh, we used to do you know projects that lasted years, <laughs> mm-hmm. and so this whole concept of we're going for every two weeks, you're you're delivering software. Um, and I guess we, what's often happens on projects is, is at the end of that two weeks, we may have like a, what do they call like a ramp down sprint or a, a transition sprint after that. But we do get to the point where we're delivering working softwares, which is a pretty novel concept. Right. Yeah. We've had some customers who were alternate, uh, a sprint that builds functionality uh-huh. that's proven and tested and then a release sprint, um, to get it out to production. Um, or that might be also going to a, Q, uh, a UAT environment where there's more involved in that deployment cycle. It's not something you can do in a matter of um, you know, hours to a day. It, it takes several days to kind of go through the full cycle. So we, we found that as an interesting pattern. And I know from working with Bruce and some of the smaller projects we do, we even we reduce the time of a sprint to a week. Uh, so I've seen that happen as well, where that, and that's pretty amazing that we're turning things around that quickly. Yeah, especially if it's not involving a lot of code and it's more configuration-based. Mm-hmm. Also, if it's a very small project where if it's a four-week project, three-week project, um, you want to have enough inspection cycles to, to adjust um, before the the final touchdown of the project. Now, what I like about choice is it sort of has the underlying, um, brings us back to our original tagline, which was choose to succeed, and reminds us of uh, uh, our value of free will, which is, you know, you always have a choice that you can make, which I I like that that that's a a reminder to all of us. Yeah, it it is. And and I think um, probably what we think is one of the more important aspects of what we do with our customers and and it starts from the beginning of the sales cycle all the way to the end and so when we're 
proposing work to a customer. We're looking at you know a backlog where we show options that they can choose from. Uh, we try to make each of the backlog items as independent as possible so it's more of a shopping cart and allows mm-hmm. them to pick what is the most optimal set of features against a budget and a timeline to accomplish the goal that they're, they're going after. Mm-hmm. I know one of the things that you and I have always, you know, with consulting, it's sort of you, you, you want to make sure that you're delivering for a client and, and doing things that are really valuable. Um, but, you know, some, some consulting firms have the philosophy of let's get in and never leave <laughs> mm-hmm. and make ourselves indispensable so that they're, you know, we're constantly, they're constantly coming back to us. Walking that fine line versus building a partnership where you are doing things over multiple years. I know with the stuff that we've been doing with sustainment uh, recently, we have been doing things where we're setting up the structure where we're not doing something and walking away from it. Yeah, there's two aspects to that. One is our road mapping where we give vision you know, over time of what can be accomplished. And as a part of that roadmap, a lot of times you see sustainment in there. And then the sustainment is um, trying to go in a lightweight way, a predictable way that's, um, in a sense, low cost versus you know, trying to keep a, a full team in place. It's more of a fractional team member that they feel that the knowledge is not lost when we leave and we can be there to support them along the way um, as, as much help as they want. I know with um, some of the migration projects that we do, like with the Jive to SharePoint, we're giving them, you know, they're not feeling like they're locked into Jive or with the multi-tenant, excuse me, with the dedicated to multi-tenant, they're feeling like they're not locked in, that they have a choice. Um, I think that sort of, you know, when we look at things, you're, you know, we do a lot of stuff Microsoft, so you you have Mm -hmm. to sort of decide on what you're focusing in on and what you're great at. Um, but I think underlying to some of those projects is giving a client a choice to, to go in a different direction and not you know, making them feel locked into something. Yeah, so I think you're saying the, the migration practice that we have is allowing people to, to make a choice to, to go either to a new version of SharePoint or yep. go from Jive to SharePoint. Um, just you know, happens to be something that allows people to... Um, and then move forward and not feel stuck in a sense. Great. Anything else with uh, choice at all that you'd like to add, Tommy? Well, you know, I, I think um, it, it really goes throughout the project that we want to have uh, enough interaction with our customers to allow them to understand the decisions that are made and how that impacts um, the success of the project or what gets accomplished. And, um, so that has to be done through a relationship where we're, we're closely working with our customers and understanding what's important to them so we can get them involved when they need to make choices and, and allow them to make choices at the right time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sometimes you can get into the rut of, you know, just trying to get the project done and not surfacing up and recognizing this is the point where a customer needs to make a choice um, because they have choices now uh, versus if I wait later, then le- there's less choices to be made. You're almost kind of forced down a path. And, and that's, that's a hard balance. You know, I think a lot of people feel like, oh, I've got to get the project done. Mm-hmm. I've got to go heads down and, and make it happen. 
And we need that spirit, but also it has to be in balance with when do I need to get the customer involved so they can make the right choices at the right time. There, there's, there's an art to that, I think. Um, you can't necessarily engineer it into the project where um, it's automatic. I think there's a bit that comes with experience and understanding who your customer is and when is the right time to get that type of customer involved in the process. So um, I'm not, you know, I might be a little bit vague here, but I, I think it's, it's just trying to say that choice um, comes through a commitment to um, caring about giving your customer a choice mm-hmm. um, because I think you can um, remove choices to make your life simpler and in, in a sense, maybe even get more dollars out of the project. Um, but we're always looking to have the largest impact, you know, the most value at the end of the project. And that comes from consciously thinking about when does our customer need to make a choice mm-hmm. and for us to give them those options, make it easy where we provide that, you know, th- three paths that they could take and understanding the impacts of those paths. So they feel like, yes, um, you know, three will didn't make me, didn't put me in a position where I was stuck all along the way. They gave, they, they brought me into the process to make the right choices. It's, I think it's a great point. A lot of it's when talking with folks initially, um, I often find out that they, they really want to have an option A, B, and C. Mm-hmm. And you're almost, if you have too many choices, um, they, it cripples them. If you only have one choice, you're not really letting them make the decision. So often we come back with three, you know, you have these three options to choose from. And, you know, there can be variants of those options, but it really helps them to make the decision if you can come back to them with, you know, a, a handful of options to choose from. Yeah. Yeah. I think our uh, environment, we we talk about, you know, coming um, to the table with um, solutions, not mm-hmm. problems. And so, you know, coming to the table with with options that we've thought about that allow the customer to um, make a decision quicker, make a, an informed decision, and, and doing it at the right time so we optimize the, the impact of the project. I've, I've seen, um, and this is through the years, some of the, the best ways of earning trust from a, either a prospect or a client, which is if we really want them to make the right decision, sometimes um, we come to a conclusion where we're not the ones implementing it or it's a, there's another solution that's out there that really is the right choice for them, but we're not the ones who, who are doing it. And I think uh, that earns a lot of trust. If, if somebody sees that, you know, you know what, there we there's a project that we could go after, but it's really not the right choice and we're not recommending that. Um, I've had people come back. I remember there was one client where we said, you know, it, it was came down to, an area that we didn't have expertise and I didn't think we were the right person to go do that. And, you know, many years later they came back and they still remember that we did that, that we were really trying to figure out what was best for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I think that, um, you know, the, the whole trust thing is what is the, um, the fuel for, um, having a high impact project and through, um, decisions that are made along the way, where we're showing them that um, we have their interest in mind. And this is kind of speaking to commitment and caring, which I think we'll talk about next time, Mm -hmm. is um, that really allows us to, um, you know, go faster. 
at the end of the day, I think we always want to go faster, and, and that can't happen unless there's trust. And the whole choice thing of where we um, bring up things at the right time that the customer feels like we care and we have it under control, which is what we start, started with, um, allows them to build up their trust with us. And uh, when we have clients that have high trust, and that comes over time, um, that uh, ends up being the clients that we have, you know, the, um, probably the highest value where we can get more done um, because we, we know how to, to kind of act on their behalf and, and they um, you know, trust that we're going to make good decisions along the way and bring them in when they need to make the right decisions. So we're giving them three choices to choose, choose from. Mm-hmm. We're helping them make that right decision uh, f- for them. And then finally, next, next week, we'll talk about commitment, which is, all right, now we've decided what we're going to do. Now we have to go deliver this, right? That's right. Yeah, it's got to get done. <laughs> no, it's got to get day. done. <laughs> and am I working with the right partner to go get this done? And, and uh, let's talk next week about commitment. Thank you, Tommy, for taking the time to do this. Sure, Dan. Thank you, everyone, for, for you taking the time to listen to this. And uh, please drop by the threewill.com site. I'd love to hear from you. Leave a comment on this. Uh, thank you so much for, for uh, listening to this. And have a wonderful day. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.